To start to understand these problems or, or these opportunities, we need to start by asking ourselves the fundamental question of why is there a political initiative called Tech City? Now, the, between you and me, the real reason is because the real name for the area, Silicon Roundabout, was considered to be slightly too sarcastic, even for the government. So we thought we'd you know, pick something really awful, like Tech City. But anyway, back to the thing. We need to start asking this question until we can ask it no more. Why are we doing this? And why are we doing that? And why that? And why? And why? And why? This, me this method of asking why until we reach a fundamental point, the most basic motivation, isn't really a new idea. Uh, perhaps the most impressive economic regeneration project involving technology, which was post-war Japan, is actually, was actually based on a managerial technique called Kaizen. And Kaizen encourages you to ask the five whys of everything that you do. So it's not just me, you know, with a silly moustache and tattoos standing in front of you talking philosophy. It's actually a very hard business managerial technique. It's, it's proven and industrial. Asking why this sort of constant act of communal introspection is incredibly important, but we're not doing it. Instead, we're chasing numbers. We're judging ourselves by infographics. It's really understandable why we do this, actually. Data, the thing that we're all obsessed with at the moment, makes things seem sciency. It makes things easy to manage. You can push things around on a spreadsheet or a budget. It gives an air of rationality. And it's lobbied for by large companies, many of whom are in the room today. If you put a number on the wall, the saying goes, it will go up. Pay attention to something by measuring it, and it will move in the direction you want it to go. This is the basis of everything, from Weight Watchers to gamification. But the numbers we choose to measure are, by definition, bound up with unquestioned values. Values from other places decided by other people. Let's give me an example here. There's one big fashion that you're going to start hearing an awful lot about in, in, uh, in the Sunday papers. It's one of these innovations that's about to reach the mainstream. It's the idea of the smart city. You'll, like I say, you'll hear a lot about this in the next few years, but if you don't, if you, and if you don't know what it means, the, the theory is simple. The theory says if we put sensors, electronic sensors, around the city and connect those sensors to the internet and make the stuff that the sensors sense, the data that comes from them, available to everybody in that city, then those people can change their behavior in relation to information coming off the city in real time. So, for example, if when you leave here today, if you had real-time real data of the number of people on the platform at Mile End Station, and you saw that it was really busy, you might decide to do something else instead. Get a bike, go to the pub, whatever. Real-time data in this smart city idea enables you to change your behavior. 
It's an urban scale idea of if you can measure it, you can optimize it. And this smart city idea leads to claims that things like the architecture of the 21st century, the mobile phone will be to the architecture of the 21st century what the car was to the architecture of the 20th century. We'll you know, design buildings and roads that allow for on-the-spot optimization. We will be more interested in whether or not we can get a signal somewhere than maybe a view. And in many ways, you know, this might actually be true. After all, that that's measured is bound to be optimized, as I've said. And so the trick, though, is to pay attention to what it is that we are actually measuring. In smart cities, at least according to the advertising bump that you can find on the internet, the thing that seems to be most important to the suppliers of the equipment is transit time, how quickly you can get from home to work and back again. Now, this isn't really surprising because the entities that make these technologies are most interested in getting people from home to their office cubicle, keeping them there for long enough, and then sending them home again as fast as possible. In a subtle way, the smart cities idea optimizes the city, not for the values of the communities within, but for the values of the companies that supply them. IBM, who are a very big smart city supplier, for example, have no real interest in optimizing for pavement cafes, or pretty girls on bicycles, or compassion, or kindness, or happiness or any of the other things that you might find incredibly valuable in an urban environment. Instead, what they do is they encourage the optimization of something that's easy to measure and something that's important to them as a company. And then we as people and as policymakers and as executives and as academics forget that cultural context and act as if the things that we find easy to measure are, in fact, the only things in the world that matter at all. And that's not the case. Now, you're asking yourself, why, why is Ben talking this stuff about measuring stuff and not about Tech City? Well, as a political initiative, it's really indicative of something that I think is stricken through the modern political condition which is the modern political condition seems to be that we've forgotten why we're here in the first place. Everyone who's ever set foot on this stage at the Marland Group has, at some stage, got into politics, at least at some point, to make the world a better place. But in the battle, in the on the political landscape itself, many people, indeed perhaps most people, have forgotten about that first instinct. And we, the rest of us in this interconnected community, have forgotten to remind them of that. No one has asked why for a very long time. And instead, we judge ourselves at the very best by the numbers, and at the very worst by cheap political victories of the sort that are completely, make no sense whatsoever outside of the Westminster village. We have, in many ways, traded our ideals for variables. And nobody can really remember what those variables actually stand for. 